No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Cole. I am joined by Lee Sharp. And we have, I mean, this isn't like an historic Thursday night matchup, but the state that the AFC, I'm not sorry, the NFC East is in, they're all kind of historic matchups, I would say, because literally any team can win this division with maybe even four victories I've seen in some simulations this year. So this could be a quarter of the way um, that some teams would need of getting there. And the Eagles already have a victory. So, you know, they'll, they'll already be lapping the competition if they can win. They can win tonight. Uh, I mean, they can win. Yeah. T- tonight. How are you doing, Lee? Good. Yeah, I know. Uh, obviously, the uh, NFC East uh, is uh, pretty low ranking, as you said. I did see of the you know many thousands of PFF sims that there was literally one that had one with four victories on it. It made, That'd me, be so made me laugh. That would be so, so sweet. Because then, of course, we'd hear... Um, you see how I guess even with the expanded playoff format, whoever makes it as that last wild card would look so much better, and then they'd have the home field advantage, and you know so on and so forth. Everyone's going to uh, talk maybe, about changing the playoff format. You know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get a, a, a beast beast quake 2.0 uh, moment based on just like we had before on that. But anyway, so l- let's get into the game a bit here. We have four and a half point favorites, Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Giants. So, you know, obviously the, the it, it's a little bit towards the Eagles, if you think about it, discounted for a neutral field, but not that far, considering the fact that the Giants, uh, at least offensively, have been pretty impotent. So what, what are you, what's your read on this uh, initially? Yeah, uh, this game opened at like uh, seven, and that's around what I was seeing for lookaheads too, like six and a half or seven, depending on the place. Uh, but you know, now it it has quickly jumped to four and a half, which I I thought was really interesting. Um, this is also going to be the first game where uh, the ho- first home game for the Eagles, where they're allowing a limited number of fans into the stadium, which could. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, perhaps give them a little bit of home field advantage. Uh, but 
the you know um, green line is uh, uh, seems to be liking the uh, the Giants side. Um, I do think that you know uh, I certainly would have loved the Giants at plus seven if you grab that. Good job. But uh, you know at this uh, now that we're at four and a half. I think it's probably pretty close to a fair line. I mean, obviously, the the green line metrics like the Giants side. I do think there's something interesting here in, you know, if you compare uh, Carson Wentz's first three games to his second three games, uh, he's both played against harder teams and he's graded a lot better. And so always one of the tricky analytics questions is, is that just kind of a random split or is there something that is actually changing? Right. Did they figure something out? Uh, to 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 change and don't know and that 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 uncertainty sort of makes me hesitate taking a side a bit on this game. Yeah, I mean that can make sense. I, I'm, obviously, the injuries that the Eagles saw are going to play into this quite a bit. But like you said, that is a pretty huge move. I mean, they were they were bad last week against. The Ravens. I mean, a lot of teams are bad last week. Uh, I, I mean, are bad against the Ravens. They ended up coming back to make it respectable, but I believe they start. I mean, they, I might be a little bit off on this, but I believe they started the game with something like three straight three and outs and then a fumble. Um, so it was really, really ugly. Um, they ended up having okay EPA, but their success rate was really low last game. And that's the thing about Wentz. He, I mean, even in these games where he's done well from an efficiency standpoint. It's really on these large plays, which could go could go either direction. And I think maybe that's a concern with him, is that like you said, he's he's doing the unexpected as far as how well he's playing against different teams. But that's because he has a tendency to do that when he when he makes these high variance type of plays and and type of performances. So we'll see if he if he swings back uh, the other direction here. I, I'm kind of interested in this Giants offense because. They obviously have not been scoring much at all. Um, Jones, this, the the story on him coming into the season was, yeah, he's going to have a rough start with the Steelers, the Bears, and then the 49ers. But then, you know, the Rams, Dallas, Washington, things will start to open up. And while they haven't, it's gotten slightly better, still, still not very good for this offense. Yeah, no, and, you know... Getting a little bit of stuff on on bad defenses is not, you know, that doesn't make me suddenly go, oh, this team is is has turned a corner, right? And uh, you know, the Eagles' defense isn't they're not good, but you know, they're, they're not they're, they're they're certainly bad, but they're not like abysmal. Um, and I, you know, I just I I don't expect a lot of scoring from the Giants. I'll put it that way. And the the total of this game uh, would seem to agree, right? It's at like forty five, which is pretty low for the twenty twenty NFL. Yeah, yeah, it's like the equivalent of uh, thirty five for, for <laughs> previous season. So it is it is pretty low here. Um, so before I mean, well, I'll just ask you. I guess you mentioned that on. You know, you you maybe would lean a little bit towards the Giants, although you're you're not a, f- a huge fan of where the market price is right now. How about on that total? Um, let's say it's a 45 total. Do you have any any feelings on which direction could you could lean towards? I mean, if I'm gonna bet it, I'm gonna bet the over. Just hope that you know, kind of the variance come comes that way in terms of the offense. I, you know, this is a this is the year where totals have done very very well. Last week was certainly an off week for totals. It was uh, uh, you know most of the unders covered, but overall this season's been quite high on on totals. And you know, on a lower total, I'd rather be ambitious, right, and hope to hit the right side of Carson Wentz and the right side of Daniel Jones. 
That makes sense. Well, let's turn to what is available with our friends, prizepicks.com. Just a quick reminder before we get into this, 100% match on your first $100 deposit with code PFF at prizepicks, um, the app, or prizepicks.com. So pulling up here, this is a fantasy points. You're making over-under um, predictions on sets of players here. I'll go to you first, Lee. Anything jump out at you when you were glancing through these projections? Yeah, um, you know, obviously you want to want to pick uh, the the rules require you to pick sort of one one slot from each of the uh, from two different sides. So uh, I always like to try to find one uh, one from each. Um, uh, on the Giants side, uh, you know, most of the numbers were pretty close to, to the PFF, uh, fantasy projections. Nothing really, uh, jumped out at me, but then it's like, well, uh, if the Giants offense is not that good, maybe there's value on the kicker. And, uh, that's, that's kind of where I would be on that. Uh, you know, if you look at, um, the, especially on the long kicks because the the prize uh peck system get does give points for the longer 40 and 50 yard field goals and uh you know uh nobody has kicked more of those uh 50 yard plus field goals uh except for brandon manis in denver which is an exception because of the uh elevation in denver, denver makes those a little bit more e- easier to make and uh you know they've if they've kicked uh 15 successful field goals 16 attempts uh you know compared to only six touchdowns so far this year uh they 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 do tend to rely on the kicking game to get a a good number of their points and you know if you just get you know two field goals and a couple of them got some distance it's not that hard to get you to to you know pass the eight and a half where the line is right now so um, yeah no that 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 makes sense to me i mean another name that you had mentioned before which i do think is interesting is richard rogers um kind of difficult to project what's going to happen with the tight ends there. I mean, Dallas Goddard and Ertz you had there before. Goddard was performing really well. He was actually getting a higher share than Ertz. Ertz was kind of slowing down. Then Goddard went down. Ertz is down. I don't know who's who. I mean, Carson Wentz traditionally is kind of throwing a lot to that position. You have Rodgers here at, at a seven projection, which seems low in that context, but we don't really know how much he's going to be featured. So, do you have any any thoughts on over under for him? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the obviously, you know, his line is at seven, and those lines like that are kind of uh, feel very touchdown dependent, right? Like, is he going to catch one or isn't he? It's always hard to know. Uh, but you know, I certainly take the t- lean toward the unders on those because you know, there's the, you're going to have games where, uh, you know, sometimes he might you know might get like two, but like the odds of him getting one is probably you know uh, you know getting zero is above 50 percent generally um and so i i kind of like that there's also of course we talked about you know uh jason croom who came off the the practice squad uh as a he's a tight end he got the touchdown he got a touchdown uh last week with against the ravens I'm not saying necessarily he's going to be, you know, splitting the carries with, with Rogers or whatever, splitting the the targets with Rogers. But, you know, it's it, we don't know how they're going to divide. It, it, it just is another argument for the under. So I guess that's probably where I lean on that one. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I mean, let's turn to some showdown stuff, showdown contests at DraftKings. Um, going through my analysis on here, um, it's 
it's going to be highly dependent upon a couple of different injury situations. Uh, Sterling Shepard was uh, designated to return from injured reserve. Uh, Coach Joe Judge says it's probably going to be a game time decision. And he's someone who looks pretty interesting in light of the fact that Darius Slayton is already a little bit banged up and he's just priced so much lower than than Slayton right now. So he's an interesting name. And the other interesting name is Deshaun Jackson. Now, I think Deshaun is likely to play from from what I'm reading here. He was limited. Um, He's expected. It seems like the suit up for the first time since week three wasn't very impressive when he was in there and actually able to play earlier this season. But again, he's a name where people have just basically forgotten about him. And in a and with an Eagles team that you don't know where the ball is going, there's going to be a lot of variance. And I think a lot of people are going to be jumping on uh, Greg Ward or even more so on Travis Fulgham, who is uh, very highly priced now and priced as the presumed uh, number one wide receiver there with the Eagles. So those are two names that jumped out to me when I was looking, thinking about who could have uh, success here, and that's that's what the model is pointing to. Cool, yeah, that, no, that makes a lot of sense to me in terms of, uh, especially when I like the point that you made about Sterling Shepard where, you know, the, the game-time injury, it sounds like, you know, or game-time decision on his injury, that's a, you know, that's pe- a lot of people are going to be conservative, right, and shy away from, from uh you know taking taking a potentially injured player but the format rewards uh risk taking right because of the high payouts for for having unique lineups and things like that that makes a lot of sense yeah and i think one of the issues with this slate is you don't have a lot of high-end talent you don't have Ertz. you don't have miles sanders you don't have um a lot of these you don't have saquon barkley obviously for for weeks now um so because of that there's just not a lot of places to even put your salary to work. And that sometimes has the effect of overplaying the top options here because you can afford them and you can afford to to, to fit them in um, just because people like to use up, you know, between 49,000 and 50 of that 50K salary, which leaves a little bit more value in the middle. So that's why names like Shepard, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Maybe even even uh, Richard Rogers, or if you want to go super cheap, you know, Crooms on here too is a, is a, is a super cheap option. That's kind of really really uh, playing for a um, maybe a one set of every every uh, thirty game type of scenario. But all, all those are in play, and that's why I think it's an interesting game. It may be an ugly game, but it's an interesting game because of that. Yeah, no, uh, there's a lot of uh, talent, and you know, I did the there's not the, when there's not a lot of talent in the in the lineups as we would not expect from from these two teams, which aren't that great. Uh, you know, you're I think you're right, and a lot of people were gonna like to to hit up the the things where they know, right, like quarterbacks and things. So the the lesser the sort of middle tier players make sense to me from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, and, and quarterbacks are typically good values as as flex position but it's kind of whittled away a little bit here for that reason also that people are going to probably going to be using up salary on Wentz and Daniel Jones um it's, it's atypical to see that them not be a slight value in that position but that's that's what I'm what, what I'm projecting here all right well this has been the Thursday edition of the PFF daily betting podcast thank you so much for tuning in we come at you every day for uh betting and DFS information Uh, Lee, thanks for joining me, and you'll be hearing from the crew tomorrow. 